welcome, welcome, welcome to part two of Black Men in, po- in College podcast. I said college. Um, with uh, introducing myself once more, uh, my name is Taylor Moore. I go to Iowa State University. Um, to my right, we have Sire. I didn't introduce myself completely last time, but I have a podcast which is called Sire Media, and my Instagram is Sire Media as well. So it's pretty much you can check out all the artwork and podcast episodes. <laughs> Uh, and then my name is London Jacks. I'm a junior here at Iowa State with a culinary major. Uh, I like to cook, and I'm very good at it. So mm-hmm. Need to start that cooking that cooking Instagram, man. Oh, I got one. Start. I already oh, got one. I just don't plug it that much because I'm not on it like that. Oh, okay. Uh, stay tuned, y'all. He's going to plug it one of these days. All right, I will. <clears throat> but all right, y'all. Um, good afternoon. Um, we're going to get into a topic uh, today. We have kind of have a, a double topic in this podcast. So first topic we're going to talk about is uh, essentially barbershop talk, um, kind of our criticisms and what we think about those kind of discussions. And so uh, my boy London here wants to start off the conversation. So London, take it away. Yeah, um, I kind of just thought of barbershops as a place where I feel like we're supposed to feel safe a lot of the times getting haircuts, but I feel like uh, our energy towards a lot of topics are very like, heavily masculine and Mm. we don't address like important topics like how our last episode was on mental health i can't remember one time i was in a barbershop talking about mental health or uh just anything that wasn't revolved around you know sports or women especially um and i feel i don't know i feel like the we should have a different dynamic and barbershops, but I feel like as long as our uh, barbers are necessarily old school, that mm-hmm. that might be a little mm-hmm. more difficult to have that conversation with. Because I feel like if you wanted to have a conversation with somebody about a woman, and especially other men are around, especially maybe older men, mm-hmm. uh, they would give you extremely wrong and maybe some disrespectful advice. So I was just trying to, you know, get a feel of what you guys think the barbershop is like, how conversations have gone there for you guys, if you have any stories about that. Yeah, I can't. You know, honestly, <clears throat> it's funny because when I was younger, man, I was like so socially awkward. So I would say for me, it was always just like sit in the chair, shut up, let me get my hair cut. Like I never really cared uh, too much about what they was talking about. And honestly, they wasn't really like say nothing. Usually they were uh, they would talk really fast a lot of times. So I never could really like keep track of what's going on. It'd be a lot of laughing and yelling. I'm just like, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't have any, like, you know, personal, like, someone was, like, saying something about me. I was just kind of just, you know, in the chair quiet, not saying a word. I just wanted to get get my cut and go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like I probably brought that energy to the barbershop um, just because at a young age, like I said, I lost my dad at at, at, uh, about seven. I always get the Mm. time because it's just a... Of uh, definitely a period in time that is like you just don't blur. remember, <laughs> yeah. But it was definitely around like when I was about seven, eight, nine ish. Um, and I don't know, like, as far as at the barbershop for me, uh, it was always a little bit of this, a little bit of that. So, as far as like talking about mental health, like, I did start to pay attention that the barbers would be talking about that well if anything they were talking about their mental health through what you would say like talking about women or talking about sports or talking about these different things because it was there that was pretty much our outlet our time to like dump everything and say how we feel and a lot of i I found a lot of um advice within that because like i didn't have my dad so when i would go with my stepdad like um, I did him. I did have him as a figure, but we never had conversations that was like on a father son level. But in a barbershop, hearing them talk about like, "Oh, my woman did this," or "My woman going through this," and da da da, I was able to take that and kind of like break it down for myself. And I think that's why I'm the way I am now. Like even with my podcast, like I want to break down everything, even like to the words and like what the words mean, how they put together, and everything. Um, but. Primarily, um, those conversations were always uh, very open, very open. I mean, off back because you'd be talking about like what you're doing in the bedroom, what you're doing with your friends, how everything going, and all of that stuff. So it just gave me a 
a perspective that I feel like I would have got with my dad, you know. Um, so it's funny. I think um, <clears throat> I have always loved the the ambiance of barbershops, but I think it's just what what be happening in the barbershops. It's just like. It's kind of crazy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> say what you say. Say what you say. Um, but yeah, I mean, like the idea of barbershop talk, um, I think it's kind of, you know, stems from just like the whole idea of locker room talk. And that stems mm-hmm. from like, it basically, the you know, the problem I kind of have with it is like it allows for any kind of conversation to be had. And there's no like, there's no one to there's like no boundaries there's no like lines it's just like very just organic uh, yeah and and it can be organic in a bad way though because it's like then you know there's all type of you know homophobia and Mm. um you know this that and the third and you know people talking about it's like a loose cannon yeah yeah and so it it kind of has the similar energy to the idea of locker room talk Mm. and so i think that is where the where it gets kind of problematic, but it's like I think I'm so just like in and out of the space. I don't really, uh, <laughs> I don't really care enough to like, you know, think about what everybody's saying. I'm just like, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I think locker room talk is honestly way worse, just mm. in some cases, because I feel like everyone is around the same age and everyone's trying mm. to just do something, and like you don't have someone that's older or more mature telling you like, nah, that's that's not cool mm. or something this is like out of pocket type stuff because mm-hmm. uh, I can literally think of a time it was last I think it was last semester last year um, during intramural and we were all just um, sitting on the sideline I don't even remember what's happening I wasn't paying attention to the conversation and then all I remember hearing is like um, dudes talking about how many chicks they slept with and make, it was like a competition and it was like erratic it was like <laughs> man I uh, ask around. This girl knows me. This girl knows me. I slept with her. I slept with her. And I'm like, that's crazy. That's yeah. all <laughs> yeah. right. I'm like, you saying this out loud in front of everybody, and nobody cares. And it was like, you need to validate yourself this loud. Say you slept with this many people. Like, no, nobody really cares. But I think, yeah, yeah, and I agree with all that too. Um, but what I love about a barbershop, I think, is like, I think that is like blackness at its peak and not even just barbershops but salons too mm-hmm. like i think there aren't too many places where we can you know for sure you're gonna go and see your people mm-hmm. and you're gonna hear well it might not be the music you want to hear mm-hmm. right but it's like <clears throat> i'm glad you said that yeah and the idea of just um a space yeah. for black people that is like still within society and mm-hmm. It's like an unnamed space, but like we know we're you know we know we're gonna see black people when we go there. I guess I could add like a little perspective or shift for like the guys that like just strictly go to barbershops because like I went I was pretty much going to the barbershop when I was uh, getting when I had my little waves and everything, but now that I have locks. I got a loctician mm. and she's a woman, so it's mm. like it's cool because what I remember the conversation that I would have with my barber, I felt like I could have with my lactician, especially mm-hmm. because, like, she's super open, not even just to, like, personal issues, but, like, spiritual, you know, um, and even down to, like, uh, just, like, well, I guess, I mean, yeah, personal, personal stuff, too, because, um, like, with my barber, I'd be like, yeah, you know, everything going good with my mom's, everything going on with my girl, you know, all the, and then, like, we would kind of get into, like, oh, so you in school right now, and you yep. doing this, and, and, but it was always, like, this therapy moment. And I seen a, a video online. It was like, you know, it takes a lot of trust to go to the barbershop. It takes a lot of trust to, like, go to a, a salon just because, yeah, the person doing your hair, that's, like, rule number one. It's like, if they mess me up, I'm going to walk out of here mad. Mm-hmm. But um, And you're probably not going to tell him either. You're just going to walk out. you just going to walk out. He's like, yo, I don't even want to mm-hmm. just what's name, wipe my hands at you and keep it pushing. But to have now, like, a woman doing my hair, like, it is so different because, like, I can explain my my uh, perspective on everything as a man, and then she express all the stuff. But it's mutual, you mm-hmm. know. And I think more men need to experience this. Like, it's a it's a disconnect that we have with uh, women because we ultimately don't know how to talk. But you can learn. 
from your lactation, like, or just like going to the salon and have like a woman do your hair instead of a man, because it it, it it heals how you then lead your relationship. For you know? sure. It, I definitely like can relate to that. Like I don't have necessarily like a woman who does my hair, mm -hmm. but most of my I've explained this just off camera a second ago. Most of my friends are female. Like mm -hmm. um, I got a best friend back home who's basically like my sister and talk to her literally about everything. And a lot of I have a lot of friends I have up here are female. I met a lot of them through BSA. I met a lot of them through classes. Um, I'm a culinary major, so a lot of my classes are female like oriented yeah. oriented yeah um i think the most guys i have in a class say the class is like 25 people it'd be three guys including myself mm. so it's <clears throat> it's a lot of gaining dis different perspectives and like honestly you can learn if you're like a straight man you can learn a lot just simply by just talking to mm -hmm. like a woman because she's gonna give you that woman perspective mm -hmm. and like something you might have done in the past to be like oh i don't know why she acting weird why she ghosted me like that and then you start talking to a female and it's just like oh okay i messed up i mm -hmm. get it and then you can just reflect on that and just work yeah. on that i have an interesting question for you guys um <clears throat> what do you guys think about the uh i had this cool idea of like so you know obviously there's uh, people who uh, like retwist hair, mm -hmm. right? And then you got barbers. What do you guys think about? Um, and I've seen, I've seen shops where it was like both people who retwist and both people who are barbers. Mm -hmm. Do you think those spaces are able to like come together and be able to kind of operate in an efficient way, or do you think that maybe that dynamic is a little bit harder to kind of do? No, that's just Barbershop 3. That's how the movie works. <laughs> <laughs> they have both sides. They was doing braids. They was doing weaves. They you, had, doing you had both perspectives in, in one building. And I think, I think that's really like, I think it's beneficial to younger generations. So mm -hmm. like say you're like starting off in high school, starting off in college, and then your barber's telling you something, and then someone else from a different side, like a woman hears it. And she'll be, she can tell you a different side. You have both perspectives that you need, and then it's just your job to just take that advice and just follow along with it. I, I, I got a point, too. And the point is more so when, when you send, like, the perspective on a barbershop having, like, someone that does uh, twists or maybe even braids or perms or whatever, like, to for that all to be in one room, we have to, like, kind of read the room as like what's going on, yeah. you know, because um, for me, what, growing up, like it was a lot of times like when I wanted to grow my hair, my mom's like, no, nah, you don't need to grow your hair out. That's for girls. And I was like, what's wrong with growing my hair out? Mm -hmm. My uncle got braids. My uncle got long hair. Like he he's a man. So, but for, like you said though, for kids to see that, it shows a certain level of uh, acceptance, you know, because a lot of times we want to attach like our hairstyles or like the our appearance to like what we do in the bed. It's like it has nothing to do with that. Your appearance does not does not have anything to do with what your sexual preference is. But it is slowly but surely becoming a very like real thing. Like, and mm -hmm. I feel like it shouldn't. You know, I, yeah. I feel like it's I feel like it's changing a little bit just because I feel like a lot of more people are like changing their hairstyles and everything. And I'm saying that specifically as someone who like recently within the last like eight months cut off most of his hair. Mm -hmm. And then I, I've been dying it ever since. Mm -hmm. And the color I had, so my hair is like blondish right now. The color I had before this was pink. Mm -hmm. And initially, like I didn't want pink. I'm going to be honest. I messed up and mm -hmm. I, I should have gone to somebody, but I did it. Um, but yeah, I dyed my own hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did it. I got pink, and I was just like, you know what? I got pink hair. I'm going to rock with it. So mm -hmm. I was like, all right, let's go. And then um, I found out from my mom that she absolutely hated it. And wow. it was it, it was like, okay, I get it that you don't like my hair. I wasn't going to ask her if, like, oh, does it seem, like, too feminine for you or, like, the skin color? Because I don't think that was a problem. I think she just generally didn't like the color. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. Um, for my dad, you could definitely see like a different look. It was just like your hair's pink, and I was like, "Yep." And he's like, mm. "Like he he won't say anything. He'll yeah. just he'll just make a sound and just like look at you weird or something's off, but he will he'll never say anything." I, I mean, I don't know if you all seen uh, is it Vice on uh, Netflix with Dick Cheney? 
Mm, I think so. I think so. If oh, we'll give it a watch. I mean, shout out to them. But uh, (laughs) there's a point during because Dick Cheney pretty much was uh, the vice president under Bush. But during the election, he found out his daughter was gay, and they was like, or her mother was like, "Oh, my poor baby," and they weren't necessarily like, they didn't care that she was gay. They were just upset of the perception that the world was about to put on a family mm. as if that was a problem, like that was going to mess up his election, or he supported. And I think that was a thing, too, is like around the time where like they were trying to uh, pass a bill for uh, gay marriage, you know. But just because, like, we're pretty much on the topic of like our appearance matching like what we do in the bed or like. Uh, or how, we, how society perceives or, us. Or how society perceives us. It really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, you know. And I think when we start addressing or being able to accept one another more, we would, we would start to see that at the end of the day, that does doesn't have anything to do with how I respect you, how you respect me, how we have conversations, you know. Um, and what, I mean, I'll just say like once we like can get through that rabbit hole. Like, the world would be so much more peaceful just because we won't be, like, con- constantly being, like what you said, like, your dad's, like, saying like, like, judgmental. Or judgmental, like, but in a silent manner, you know, because that's what, that's what happens is, like, say what you want to say. Like, do, do you like it? Do you not? Mm-hmm. Or do you, what is your perspective on this right now? Because I need to know so that this doesn't create a rift in our relationship. Because let's just say, like, your dad was, like, mm and then just like never talk to you after that. You'd be mm-hmm. like, Dad, like, what's going on? You walk around here with pink hair. <laughs> okay. Why does that why does that disconnect our relationship? Because my hair's pink? What it so now you're alluding to something, you know? Yeah. Granted, just in case my dad does watch this, I'm not calling you out or anything. Yeah. I love you so much. <laughs> okay, so actually I kinda like um <clears throat> or we're kinda going with this, like, what is your guys's uh how has your guys' hair journey been like mm. from like you know, from the time you were, I would say, maybe, like, elementary till now. Like, what has that been like for you? You definitely got to go first. You got a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it was a journey. So, I like I said, my mom was pretty much on the fence of, like, you have to have a clean cut hair. Oh, man. Um, that, buzz, that buzz cut? <laughs> that buzz cut. That even like, Steven mom. Come that, on now. Man. <laughs> and I'm just like, at that point, but see, that's the thing. At that point, I really didn't care. Like, I, I wasn't too self-aware at that point. True, true. And then me losing my dad, it was like, I'm really not here. Like, I don't want to talk to nobody. I'm just got my hoodie, my sweatpants. Like, I don't care. But as I got older, and I want to say, like, in middle school, it was like when, I, when it really started to be like, oh, my appearance does matter. My appearance does hold weight. Okay, well, what can I do with this? Mm-hmm. And I had, like, a little, like, my, my hair length was about, like, a little small fro. Um, and we were at school and they had these like little stencils and that was like my first time like actually dyeing my hair or quote unquote dyeing my hair because they was just like rubbing a little stencil and I'm like dang this made me feel good like <laughs> it's red like my hair was like like that girl went crazy with that stencil on my hair like my hair was red and I'm like this is cool though because it was just like not only am I making a statement I feel good mm-hmm. and I don't really know if it's just the fact that my hair is red or that I just feel good about my appearance right now. So I'm like, hmm, I want to experiment with this more. So I started growing my hair out, and I was like, Ma, I want to get, like, one of them S-curls. Cause I, my hair is curly, um, but at that point, like, I wasn't, like, moisturizing and, like, really taking care of it to, like, for it to do it itself. So I'm like, the easiest way is to just get an S-curl. <laughs> so I, I did that and rocked that for a minute, and then the Thought Boy cut came out, and that, Took everybody by storm. Everybody had the thigh board because they had the sides and the back shave, the high top. It was just like rocking it. But each one of these stages, like I learned myself more and more. Like I, mm. I, and I was able to be okay with that because it's like it take a lot to like get up in the morning and like not do anything to your hair, or not brush your teeth, or do anything, and then go out in the world like hello, and and like be comfortable in that because. You got, let's just say you wake up and you don't uh, wipe the crust out your eye. Now somebody's like, when they looking at you, they that's all they seeing. Like, you, know, you ain't got no Not brushing your teeth is you got, crazy. You ain't got <laughs> <just> <laughs> this. I was thinking that, but I was, you know, it's this, it, you know, you're trying to make a point. So I was, you know, no, it, even that, even that. But 
Um, so then, yeah, after I got out of like the top boy cut, then I was like, well, you know, I want to like, I got into like retwisting. Like I retwisted my hair. I learned how to like retwist. So at that point, that stage was like, not only can I like uh, feel good about my appearance, but I know how to like manipulate my hair how I want it. Man, bro, when I finally learned how to twist my hair for the first time, I was like, I'm literally unstoppable. <laughs> you a god. You was like, yo, I am like Thanos, and if anybody want problems, it's like that. <laughs> Man. But, um, and then, so I ended up cutting it off because it was like, it was mostly just like the work, and I didn't really want to like do it. Because at that point, like I was in high school, um, and the school I was at, I really wasn't supposed to have that much hair. Like, my hair was, like, pretty much half of the length that it is now. Dang. And I was getting away with it. <laughs> I was getting away with it. But um, so then, because I did, it was alluding that I wanted, like, uh, locks. Um, but, like I said, I was in a school where I couldn't even have more than two inches worth of hair. So after, after um, high school, cut, it, cut all that hair off, rocked a uh, little... Uh, waves and everything because I was coming to uh, college and then after leaving college I was like you know for one not only is life like like really taking a toll but my appearance is taking a toll like the way I way I feel about myself is not where I want it to be like I don't feel good even if I had a nice clean cut or whatever like I wanted something different so I'm like mm. I'm gonna grow my locks mm. and I started doing the research on like what it meant to grow your locks. Like it's a journey. Like you go you're gonna go through different state your hair's gonna go through different stages and each one of those stages you have to be okay with. Cause they talk about the ugly stage, but like my ugly stage, I was like I was not in fear at all. I'm like I've already dyed my hair, and that's all I should say. I dyed my hair before I got my locks out. I went blonde, then I did like this platinum, which both of those styles, I was like, yo, Dang. this hot. Like, <laughs> this is hot. Like, I, yeah. I like this. And um, so then I started the way, uh, the locks, I'm like, you know, I want to go through step by step. I want to like see myself building, you know? Mm. So that's that's been my relationship with my locks. It's just like, it's a, it's a journey, but it's a build, it's like you're building. You're bending upon yourself, for you know, sure. Learning, you know, learning yourself even deeper. Yeah. You want to go next? No, nah, you got it. Okay. Well, <clears throat> it's crazy, man, because I feel like you literally for probably like the first twelve years of my life, I think I had like a had like an even Steven and you know ball face, same thing. It's all the same <laughs> cut, really. Um, <clears throat> then once I hit like seventh grade, <laughs> I had a mohawk. It was no. It was like skater mohawk like little like yeah. uh triangle it was man i was i thought i was the greatest person in the world with that cut i hope you have a picture because you're gonna need to show all of us actually i do it actually might be in my id i'm not gonna lie to you okay uh not my id but uh, my wallet yeah. um so yeah anyways um started you know after that hair grew out started rocking the taper fro um you know had that i probably had the taper fro for maybe like ooh like Three, four, five years. It was a long Yeah, I tell you that. That boy had, it, it took everybody by storm. You feel me? And, but it was clean, so I couldn't, like, I didn't know nothing else, you know, really. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I was like, you know, like you said, I was like, I kind of wanted something else. I'm like, I feel like I've been doing this too long. So that's when I was like, all right, let me, uh, let me try twisting it. Let me try twisting it. And that was when I first discovered Cantu. And that mm -hmm. was when Cantu was good. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Because that's what I was using. I was using Cantu. That's when Cantu was good, you know, before it, uh, you know, got bought out and went, you know, went white. So, Man. Uh, <laughs> so I started doing that, started twisting it. And I kid you not, I felt like I was the only black dude in the school with, with twists. Yep. And, and and the fact that I did my own twist. So it was like Definitely. I was literally walking around with my own hair. Um you know, style it and everything. And I'm like, okay, okay. I can start doing other stuff. I didn't dye. I wanted to dye my hair for a minute, but I feel like high school was a very, uh, very judgmental. Uh, yeah, man. It was a very sensitive time. And I was kind of expressing, expressing myself a little bit, but I was still kind of like playing with it. So I was still like, mm, not yet, but I'm going to do it just a little bit, just a little sprinkle because I ain't really ready for the whole, like, yeah. the whole other thing I want to do. And so, you know, I started twisting my hair and, I cut my hair, mm. and I think at this point I was just like, after doing the the hair manipulation stuff, I was like, mm, this is cool, but 
I'm not just ready for the long hair stuff just yet. So I ended up cutting it again, had the had the waves, ended up having the waves with the part, had the little swirly part at the mm-hmm. top. It was clean, I ain't gonna lie. It yeah. was clean. Then it was a little curly fro with the same part. Mm. And then hair was growing a little bit, growing a little bit, growing a little bit, got a high top um, in sophomore year of college. But that was the first time I dyed my hair. But it wasn't the black people dying. Mm. It was the it was the Walmart oh, with the, rock star. Mm. <laughs> it was the rock star dyed with, with, with like the white lady on yes, the yeah. Yes, and it was like a like a magenta purple violet. It was supposed to be red, but that's not how it came out. Mm. So that was my first time dyeing my hair, and I had went to uh, I went spring break, but you couldn't even see the dye for real. For real. it was just like only in the sun, mm. and so when I it was fire mm-hmm. when I first got it, mm-hmm. and then, <laughs> then when it grew out, I was like, all right. Uh, I got to get back. I got so I end up cutting it lower again, um, basically cutting it off. So mm-hmm. I end up getting waves, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, not really. It just kind of just cut it low. Mm-hmm. And then when my hair finally started to go back out, I was like, you know what? I think I'm ready for this locks. These locks. I'm think yeah. I'm ready. So um, it's crazy. I literally just started going in circles, and um, I just kept showering. And the more I showered, my hair was weighing down. Blah 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 blah. And then uh, it started to lock up. So I was like, okay, I like this. But where I got frustrated in the lock journey mm. was I felt like my hair got stagnant. And mm. so I felt like there was a, par- a point where I was like, nothing's happening right now. Like there was nothing going on. And I dyed my locks. I had like a, it was like a bronze, copper kind of color. But I was like, man, like I feel like nothing's happening right now. Um, so I think I just kind of got the I kind of got frustrated at the fact that nothing was happening and I was expecting to see like results and I'm like man I got this far like I'm not seeing anything you know I'm still you know I'm trying different like pinned up hairstyles you know braided blah 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 but it's like I wasn't seeing real change so it wasn't that impactful for me so I think I just got to a point where I was like "Mm." I don't think I could have done with the fact that I wasn't seeing any growth, even though I know growing was happening, mm-hmm. which is probably a lot deeper than, you know, that's mm-hmm. it could be a lot deeper than, you know, you want to take it. But I wasn't seeing the actual growth. I was just like, I wanted to see like, like right then and there. I wanted to see, you know, I wanted to get to that. You know, I, I just, yeah. I was like, man, it's going to take a while. I think I can do it. I think I can do it. But it just wasn't happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's when I ended up cutting, cutting it off. But I think looking back at it now, I realized that that was a very crucial part of knowing like it's okay to not see growth mm-hmm. right then and there you know and i was i wanted to get to the end point so fast that i was just like nah man i'm not seeing it so i'm just gonna cut i'm gonna cut it loose literally yeah. <laughs> and then go the other way so um yeah i mean it, it was a cool stage to be in but i think looking back on it i i would definitely get, get my locks back that's for sure you just got time. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, that's all you need is time. But yeah. the, you made a key point though on the uh, stagnation because that's I I uh, I battled with that too. But that's why I'm saying like you just have to embrace each stage as like it's the best thing ever. Like even mm-hmm. if it don't really look the way you want, and if that's the case, then go get it retwisted, get it restyled. Just because that kind of give you that that momentary like satisfaction because. You pretty much just want to make sure that your hair looks presentable enough to yourself. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's true. But being, but sitting within your stagnation is like where the where that's that growth. Hard. It's where it starts, though, man. And mm-hmm. like with my podcast, even with like I just started doing my YouTube, and we are like 40, 43 uh, uh, subscribers. But like that stagnation, like it ain't moving. Like mm-hmm. I could wake up tomorrow and it still be forty three, but it's like eventually, like with my hair right now. It'll be where it will be those results that I know that that's what I was seeking at the beginning. True, it's, it's a long, it's a long ride. Yeah. Sure. Well, I feel like a lot of the times we expect something to just blow up immediately, yeah. just because of like we see it on social media all the time. We see somebody who started off like with, well, everyone starts off with zero or one followers mm-hmm. at a time, mm-hmm. and then it just blows up to like ten million, twenty million, like that, and everyone expects that to happen so fast. And we don't realize like how much work we put into something. So I think that's a lot of just being impatient. And that's just something we see all the time, just people blowing up for no reason. And then we just want that to happen to us. And we don't 
realize how much work that actually goes into that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like with the locks, like you, you're going to learn patience. Mm. <laughs> and, and even once, like even at this oh, length, man. I'm still learning patience. Like I, I wake up now and I'm like, yeah, my hair long, but I, I'm like, sure, I want it to be like down mm. past like my chest, you know. I don't want it to be like down like by my feet, but like me thinking about it once it does get to that point, I'm like, yo, guess where I'm gonna be in my life? Guess like the people I'm gonna be around, like this. Like before I started my life, like I didn't, I would, I did not imagine even starting my own podcast, not even to even be on one right now with y'all. Mm-hmm. But that's what you learn throughout the process of like just being patient, allowing yourself. Um, well, if anything, giving yourself grace, thanking yourself every day for getting up, thanking the universe for putting you to even give you the breath to even continue uh, existing, you know. Uh, you learn all of that through this journey. Mm-hmm. With, so. You feel me? With, with your locks. Like, so what I'm saying is if you ain't started your lock journey yet, go start your lock journey. <laughs> women especially, though, because um, it's a lot of times women um, feel like, they can't go to the ugly stage. Yeah. You know, and it's because of us, though. Oh, yeah, for sure. It it takes us, and I'm not even trying to say, like, it takes a man for a woman to know her worth, but we have to tell them what we like. It's a lot of times, it's, you actually got a lot of men that be like, I don't want no woman with no locks. I want her to have a, we, uh, a weave. I want her hair to be bone straight. And it's like, that's, that's not truly her. Yeah. You know, that's all added. Mm. Allow her to be her natural self and love that. And, yeah, maybe one day you wake up and she got a wig on and you can indulge in your fantasy. But allow your woman to be who she is. Mm-hmm. You know, love her for, for who she is. And more women, and that's the thing, too. I see a lot more women that started their life journey. I'm like, yo, I love it. Like, I love it because it's just like you not only are loving yourself, but you're exerting that energy to not everyone around you because you can, you content in yourself. Like you, you're not worried about what a man got to say, what another woman got to say. Like you are content with yourself and that's beautiful. You feel me? Like, uh, did you have locks London? Oh, no, no, no. The most I, the closest thing I have to locks is I'd say is what I'm doing right now. And honestly, it's, I think it's probably the least amount of work I've done on my hair. Mm. Uh, let me let me just go through my hair journey real quick. I, mine's, mine's fast. Um, so up until let's say eighth grade, um, buzz cut, mm-hmm. pretty much. Uh, uh, nobody in college knows this actually. So uh, I had I had ringworm when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and somehow that like messed up the shape of my skull. So uh, there's like a small like divot like right here, and it's not. Um, it was noticeable when I didn't have any hair and eighth grade year, I started growing my hair out, not necessarily to cover that, but if you only met me eighth grade up to now, like you've never seen it. Mm. So, and you wouldn't even have known about it. So, um, I don't know if that necessarily helped with my confidence as younger. Cause that wasn't necessarily like something I was really insecure about, but, mm-hmm. um, that definitely, it's definitely just like a fact that nobody knows. Mm. Uh, so eighth grade to, I'm gonna say sophomore year, uh, faux hawk definitely. I <laughs> uh, was rocking that. That's a far look. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a look. And then sophomore year, I wanted to dye it, so went to my mom's beautician. She bleached it. It was like dirty brown. It was it was mm. not a good color. I'm not gonna lie, it was ugly. Um, and then just started going lighter at that point, just lighten it up a little bit throughout, mm, I'd say late junior year. Late junior year, it got really bad because, like, I got a picture on my Instagram. I'll show y'all. I'm not, I'm not showing everybody, but it was, oh, man. It was bad. Let's just say it was bad. I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. So cut that off, started regrowing it uh, all the way up to, um, up to like a couple months ago, actually. Well, eventually I cut off like the back half. So I probably cut off the back half of the faux hawk probably senior, freshman year mm-hmm. of high school, college. So cut the back half off. So it's like, I don't even know how to describe it. If you've seen Giannis's hair from the Bucks, it's basically that. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. And, and I get that I look like Giannis all the time. 
Wow. Yeah, I mean, now that you're saying it, yeah, I'm like, yeah, yo, crazy. wow. I can't, I can't walk into a basketball court with kids because it's, it's so bad for that's, me. That's funny. It's so bad. <laughs> but um, so I basically had that up to a couple months ago, probably like eight months ago. Cut off most of my hair um, and then like dyed it brown initially, but it was like semi-permanent. So like I didn't know how fast that stuff washed out. So I was like rinsing my hair every day and mm-hmm. that stuff was... Oh, that gone. stuff was gone so yeah. fast. And then uh, just kept dyeing it different colors because I didn't know what I liked um, and just letting it grow out. And then so I didn't know about this about permanent dye either. But it, if you keep like wetting your hair every day, it's going to wash out faster. And I was really confused at that because they're like, oh, are you washing your hair? And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm like washing it two times a week because washing to me meant like uh shampoo and conditioner shampoo, gotcha, yeah. instead of just like water <laughs> yeah. so so i fixed that problem um wasn't going for pink hair got the pink hair just started rocking that for a couple months and then uh two days ago went to this like blonde color to be fair i was going for auburn so i'm still not that good at dying the auburn would be fine i know i was guessed. i was so mad because like I go off of like if I ever go to a beauty Sally's or whatever, mm-hmm. I go off like that little hair sample they give you. Yeah, and that's cap because yeah. that's, oh, wow. that's, that's yeah. is so inaccurate. It's not even it's not right, but whatever. <laughs> uh, so whatever color I get, either if I end up liking it, then I'll just I'll just rock it. I'll just yeah. do it to the best I can. Mm. Yeah. Um, but as far as like hair routine, um, I put just coconut oil and some shea stuff in it, and mm-hmm. then just naturally it twist out. it with my hands and mm-hmm. then uh if i just do that for a while i don't think it's locks i guess you can call it free form locks or twist yeah, or whatever free-form. yeah whatever it is but that's like the best way to describe what's going on with my hair mm-hmm. uh, but we were talking about uh like your confidence like when you got or you guys' confidence when your hair is not right mm-hmm. and like i feel like people don't realize how good a haircut can make a guy feel oh yeah if you're like if you are having a really crappy school week or just a week and your hair is also not right, you're just like, and you look in the mirror, it's just like, damn, mm-hmm. I, I need a cut. Yeah. But as soon as you get like a really good cut, get some good clothes on and just like go out, you're like. Yeah, you feel like a million bucks. Oh, you feel so good. You just feel like mm, everybody in here is looking at me and this is just, yeah. this <laughs> just, this feels great. And yeah, you got to like reset your. Uh, your ego. Not even just your ego, but you have to, like, re-energize your uh, confidence. Because a lot of times, like, it's bruised or, like, it just kind of, like, dissipates after so long. Like, you get wrapped up into school, mm-hmm. working, and all this stuff. Like, you, it's like I haven't got my hair retwisted in, like, four or five months now. But, like, it's not, like, like clumping together. But every time I go get it, like, retwisted, I'm like, like... Yeah, it's tight, like, like as far as, like, my head hurting because that's something I had to get used to, too, because, like, I was always, like, somewhat tenderhead. That's why I even start, like, retwisting mm-hmm. my hair myself because I'm, like, yeah. I, the girls that I was having doing it, it was, like, heavy-handed. And I'm, like, yo, bro, like, look, you got to take it easy. <laughs> you got to take it easy. I know y'all are used to this, but, like, for me, it's, like, I got I to take it easy. But, um, no, nah, it, it definitely, uh, it def- it, it's definitely been a journey. Mm. With each hairstyle and how each hairstyle has been perceived, because when I had like the the thigh boy thing going on, like my hair had like got really long. I got it um, uh, like flat ironed, and like it literally came here, like down to like my collarbone. Like before this, before I, this, I need to see a picture of this. It's I do insane. have one. I do have one. This is insane. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm just imagining Rick James. <laughs> no, for real. Like it was that. Flat it was that type of vibe. Because I had got it braided. Mm. So you know when you go when you get yeah. your hair braided like they flat iron or whatever. Okay. Um, no, nah, but I definitely wasn't rocking flat iron. <laughs> That's why I thought you was just like just, just <laughs> some Cat Williams stuff. <laughs> that would have been insane. No. You could definitely pull that off. I, I mean, I feel like I could, but then it, I, I feel like for me and like my facial structure, I would get perceived as Snoop. Wow. That's interesting. You know, like, okay. I, you I know, like, see that. I, I feel like I give off some Snoop vibes, and it's like, mm. you could low key pull it. Yeah, you could low key pull it off. That's you know, <laughs> that's kind of funny. <laughs> I don't know, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. But uh, y'all got any other barbershop or hair uh, 
I would say uh, advice or critiques or anything you want to talk about? Maybe not hair, but yeah. real quick, I was just wondering how we talked about like our hair journey. Mm. What's your guys' like fashion journey been like? Because I feel like because mm. high school me was probably dressing in just some just high, <laughs> high school. No, I, I don't know. Like high school was like my time because like like I said, up until high school, so pretty much. From like grammar school up until middle school, like I didn't care. Like I wasn't really trying to like impress anybody. Like I wasn't even trying to impress myself. Um, but once I got to high school and I started to see, because I went to an all boys school and we had uniform, but like after school, everybody be running to put on their Jordans. Everybody be ready to put on, and they had a little Gucci belt. Like they have like different little pieces that situated like who they was. And so I'm like, you know. I don't, I don't really need a Gucci belt. I don't really need all these different uh, types of Jordans. I want to understand, like, how to really piece my outfits together because during my childhood, before I even cared about, like, what I was wearing, my mom would always criticize, like, you don't have a sense of style. You don't, you don't, you're not, you don't care about, like, what you have on. But it wasn't that I didn't care what I was putting on. It's like I just didn't want to, uh, well, I guess it was mostly like I didn't pay attention to like you can't wear an orange hoodie with uh, green pants like that looks too <clears throat> way out there. But it's like now in my life, like after high school, I'm like you could pull that off. It's just a matter on what that piece is, you know. So high school is where I say it was like my golden moment with uh, my sense of uh, style or fashion or whatever, just because I experimented more and more. Like and then like like I said, I'm skinny, so like. I can pretty much put on anything, and like as as far as like height wise, like yeah, I have a problem finding like pants that mm-hmm. fit. But I didn't really like baggy pants when I was younger. So mm-hmm. like now that I'm older, it's like I didn't like baggy pants because I wasn't finding the baggy pants that fit me. Oh, okay. okay, you know, I didn't like baggy shirts because it just didn't uh, complete the aesthetic that I liked. But now I'm like, yo, I put on like a oversized t-shirt with some jeans like some boots, like real quick and like sauce that up so, so well, you know, mm-hmm. but it was, it was a matter that I had to go through that journey and figure it out all, all on my own. But that's what I've done with everything. Like my, my hair, um, as far as how I've made friends, like people have always like <coughs> wanted to, uh, tell me what to wear mm. or like how to show up. And it was like, okay, that's your opinion. But I don't, that's, I don't feel attached to that. So it's like, I can't, I can't do that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you know what's funny? <clears throat> uh, it's funny. I keep saying that. You know it's funny. But it's not really funny. Uh, <laughs> so I shout out to my mom. I think my mom is a central piece in how my style was able to develop. Mm. And, like, <clears throat> from the time that I was young, like, being able to, like, she dressed me in everything. You know, we went to church four days out of the week, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but on those Sundays, like, she styled me head to toe, mm. you know? And, like, <clears throat> I remember specific days in which my mom would style me, and then I would get compliments from every everybody in the church, all the family members, you know? So and even at a young age, I'm already kind of piecing, like, what kind of looks good, what doesn't look good, mm. um, what makes sense, what doesn't make sense. But... So going throughout school, though, like I would say, let's shoot up to like high school because I think from that point on, I didn't really care. It was my mom styling me. But up until high school, that's when I was like, oh, high school kind of felt like you were on your own a little bit. Yeah. So that's when you kind of had to start like, oh, like, all right, it's time to do me. It's time to really like yeah. put a, you know, think more about your style, about yourself and expression. <clears throat> but even like freshman year, freshman to sophomore year, just didn't really care. I was an athlete, so it was already like dry fit, dry fit, dry fit. Be comfortable, be comfortable, you know, dry fit. You know, I still got my hair cut, so it was like as long as I looked presentable up here, I didn't really care too much about, you know, my clothes and whatnot. But come junior, senior year, that's when I really started to like just put stuff on. Um, But when I kind of pushed the barrier to yourself. Yeah. Yeah, And it's funny because I had a stage, I had like a really like, long menswear stage where I was wearing like suit jackets and 
uh, I used to do the whole scarf thing, like yeah, tie the too. scarf, yeah. And it, it was yo. Oh, okay, anyone that went to high school with me, like it looked like some like Pinterest stuff, like <laughs> no, for real. <laughs> like I literally, I, thank God I didn't have like a, a top hat or anything. It, you would have seen me with a top hat if I had one. Don't uh, on Pinterest though. Pinterest do got some fits. You feel me? So for a while, I was kind of in this like this you know this weird menswear stage, dress up stage. I, you know, I finally got into. You know, that's when I started shopping at Marshalls in Burlington, mm-hmm. getting like little dress pieces and stuff like that. So I think that was the first time I really started to kind of dress like business casual. Business casual, yeah, like me by myself. And it was hard because you had to buy. I bought a lot of stuff, and it was like, yo, this didn't fit, mm-hmm. or man, <laughs> this is too small, or this is too tight, or this is too big. Um, and you know, I was you know I'm shorter then, so it was like a lot harder to kind of piece certain things together. That made sense for my style and my height, blah, 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 blah. But <clears throat> I think up until like the end of the high school, I was kind of like, accept, I accepted the fact that I knew I had a sense of style. I just didn't know what my style was. So it was like, I knew how to style. I knew how to dress or piece things together. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know what was me. Mm, you know yeah, what I'm saying? That's, that's that point. So yeah. I, I think I had a lot of different looks, but it was still like, I don't really know if I'm comfortable in this just yet or if this is like a phase as some people call it. Mm-hmm. So I would say up until I got to high school, I think not, not high school, college, that's when I started to really kind of like, you know, I think with life, it just kind of goes up and down. So you go through the stage of like, oh, you look fly one day and then you don't look fly another day, and, yeah. you know, and one day it's like halfway in between and, you know, you just have this, you know, it's more of a personal like, um, there's a lot of, you always end up going through a lot of stuff outside of school. So, you know, I feel like sometimes you get trapped in thinking that you can't style and feel good while also struggling at the same time. Yeah. And I, it's funny because a lot of times when I woke up, I found the things that got me out of bed sometimes was styling myself and mm, putting putting on a, a good outfit. Mm-hmm. Even if I was like struggling, mm. it made me feel... Like, it took my, not my confidence, but I just felt better about where I was because I was able to, like, put myself together and, yeah. and put something on that I liked. And so I started realizing, like, man, like, I just need to just put on what makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. And so I started to just do that, and I realized that takes many forms. You know, one day it looks like this. One day it looks like this. But both of those days, I like what I look like. And so that was where I had got to in terms of my style. Now, in terms of what I think my style is, I think I'm kind of leaning now into more of like the um, uh, more of the alternative, but like mixed with streetwear kind of thing. Yeah. But at the same time, like a a smidge of like the uh, Met Gala, like, business casual like a statement yeah, yeah yeah so like i like to imagine like a suit but i don't like the idea of a typical suit mm-hmm. i think maybe like you've probably seen people with like maybe they wore a blazer but like n- no nothing underneath mm-hmm. right or like a nice like dangling necklace or something like that mm-hmm. and so i think it's like Finding a way to make statements in my fashion, that was my style. Because right now you got like three chains on your pants, right? Yeah. 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 (laughs) But I've always been a person of like, you know, aesthetic, like um, detail. Detail, yeah. I've Mm -hmm. always been real detail oriented or uh, like a fashion statement piece. Mm -hmm. And so I I always try to find ways to spice my outfit up in ways where it's like, okay, like how can I make this a little better without changing the overall yeah it's just like the little small things and so i figured out how to make um some of your you know your bad days or some of your worst days putting a little bit into the smaller things and that makes it a little better i should have i should have said that uh back in high school though because we pretty much had a uniform but it was Mm -hmm. like a suit like a blazer white shirt red uh, tie and khaki pants Mm -hmm. and you could wear black or brown shoes the only thing, because we had to wear either white or black socks, but my sock my sock game got so crazy <laughs> in high school. Because I'm like, I found this one brand called Happy Socks. Huh. Bro, I was coming up in there. I had green socks one day. I had the green with the yellow. Like, I would, like, match and match with the socks. Like, that was a, like, I know before, even, like, up to recently, like, people are really trying to get their sock game up. 
But at that point, like, that was the, I was limited mm-hmm. as to what I could express myself in. So when I found that one little thing, like, I emphasized on it. So, like, it was days where, like, I'll probably do, like, the whole rainbow for the week. Or if it was a holiday coming up, I'll do, uh, like, St. Patrick's Day or whatever. Which that's a holiday that we could talk about on another uh, time that we shouldn't be uh, celebrating. But um, I had like, the shamrock socks. I do like a little Christmas man, but like that's kind of fly. Shamrock yeah. socks, you know. <laughs> I, 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 I might try to say it because I know I'm stuff. Shamrock socks. Yeah, Wait, socks. so what would happen? I'm just curious. What would happen if you like got true? Yeah, like violated like, I mean, dress code because I feel like it's like. Was it a Catholic school or no, was it just a no? Uh, the school's called Urban Prep. It's back uh, in oh, Chicago. Prep school. Okay, yeah, I got prep you. School. I got you. Um, so, and they're not like a. At that point, they were in like a super preparatorial school, um, but they did try to give me like a detention, like for my hair. But like my mm-hmm. socks was like not. It was like a minor thing, even though it was outside of like the uniform. Like it was a minor thing. So like. If they really cared enough, they could give me a detention or, or say something about it. But they never really did. Like, mm-hmm. they knew that they were putting us. We were already in an all boys school, so it's like you don't see no girls. You know, it's like y'all are limiting us. Like, come, like more and more and more and more. We can't do nothing to our hair. Like, it, it, it was it was getting to a point where like a lot of us felt like we couldn't express ourselves in like no shape or form. Like, you just were like in a uh, orange jumpsuit at that point, you know. Mm-hmm. But like. Guys would take pride in, like, their suit jackets. They make sure that their uh, suit jackets were real clean. They would take pride within what the limits were. But I'm like, nah. Like you, like uh, Taylor was saying, like, I need that little bit of something to make a statement. Like, I'm going to wear uh, yellow socks so I can stand out from everybody in this mm-hmm. auditorium, you know. And that's the statement. You you can't do what I'm doing because you didn't think about this this morning. You know? <laughs> I like that. <laughs> you know, and, but it was like that was the self of expression and freedom that – I stress a lot on my brand is like freedom comes in so many different forms. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you can be financially free, but in the moments where you're limited, if you have a little smidget of freedom, take it. Mm-hmm. Take it. Like, mm-hmm. do not uh, let that opportunity slip because you aren't nourishing yourself. Right. You know, and that's why I feel like you was like definitely tapping into mm-hmm. with your studies. Like, what you were doing, the pieces that you were putting together, like it's nourishing your soul. Like. You wake up in the morning, you ready. Just like when you get your outfit ready for picture day. It's like that outfit laid out, iron, shoes, crisp. Like, you ready. But that's nourishing your yeah. confidence. That's nourishing your soul. So, mm. How about you, London? I know your I know your fashion journey has to have been crazy. <laughs> oh, what you mean by that? Oh. <laughs> uh, I would say it was too crazy because uh, – in high school, I feel like I was wearing the same stuff every day. I feel like it was just like sweatpants and. Oh, uh, so you, you, wait, so y'all both had the luxury of not wearing uniforms? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, if I had to wear a uniform, I uh, no, that's the end of it. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I cannot wear the same stuff every day, especially dress clothes that I don't get to pick. Absolutely, that not. is insane to me. Um, but I feel like in high school, especially, I hated shorts. Like, mm-hmm. I don't like shorts now. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, so I'm even not. on, like, hot days, I would wear, like, jeans or, like, sweatpants. Because yeah. I, I hated shorts so much. I kind of get that. Yeah. It, they're just not – I don't know. I don't like them that much. They're not that comfortable. They're not – I think the way that shorts are styled sometimes yeah. are usually pretty ugly. Yeah. yeah. And it's, I feel like it's harder – if you make a good fit out of some shorts, yeah. that's not like a, like a beach shirt or something that mm-hmm. you wear on, like, spring break or something – I'll give you credit there because I feel like it's really hard to make an outfit out of that. Out of shorts, yeah. But um, not really into shoes back then either. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm super into shoes now. I'm more into comfortable, like, casual shoes like Vans, uh, Converse, New Balances. Yeah, man. But <laughs> I feel like we got to make a point on the shoes, though, because I feel like when we say our shoe game ain't on point, it's like, oh, so you ain't got no bread? You, you, oh, you ain't you ain't see what dropped this month? It's like, mm-hmm. bro, I don't really care that much. No, like. I, I never owned a pair of Jordans in my life, and I don't plan on it. I honestly don't. No, like, for, for real. Like, I've had a few pair here and there, but it was, like, just because my mommy was like, you want some new shoes? I'm like, yep. well, since you asked, and I, I guess I can get this new pair of shoes. But it was never, like, a, you mm-hmm. feel me, a dire need. Like, some of the guys, like, the guys were like, oh, no, you ain't see them 11s. You ain't see them right I will take a $60 pair of Vans that can go with any outfit oh, over man. any type of shoe. The hype is there. It they, really they need is. to like They need to catch up. Right. <laughs> Uh, but probably going into freshman, sophomore year of college, it probably didn't change that much. It was honestly the same. Um, 
I think in high school up to those two years, I was shopping like Fashion Nova and mm. um, not Shein that much. I think I shopped Shein twice. Don't shop any of those fast fashions, bad, Plant Stein. Um, I think. Hi, key, hi, key. But I think late last year, mid last year to now is when my, was when my journey started. Like when I started getting the more streetwear, skater mm -hmm. stuff. And that's definitely yeah. way more my style than anything. Like I, I, I even tried, like um, I bought some pants chains from Shein. You oh, yeah. had them, they don't work on me. I already tried. Oh, <laughs> um, but I even tried those. I still got them and I'm like, mm, at least let me try them. Cause they're like $2. So, yeah. but that didn't really work out. But then I started shopping um, ASOS and PacSun yeah, and, yep, yep. and like ASOS, boy. yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and then I just started getting more clothes, and I would just I would buy like I still do. I buy like two hundred dollar carts, but I'll do like quad pay on yeah. the weeks I get paid. So yeah. I only pay like 50, 50 every two weeks, yeah, which yeah. is fine. And so I'll just get big carts, and like uh, I really started looking into it when I don't have TikTok, but I do have Instagram Reels. So mm -hmm. when fashion pages started showing up, and like it's just literally one guy, and he's just like, "Oh, these colors go together," and I'll be like, "Hmm, that those work really yeah. well together. Let me actually try those." And then I, uh, I found this website. I forgot what it's called. I think it's called Threads. Mm. Oh yeah, I think I've heard that. Yeah, you like. Um, it basically kind of gives you like a personal stylist. I don't know if it's a real person or not, but she'll design outfits based on like your skin tone, your height, your style, mm. and it'll just give you ideas. And I never actually bought an outfit from there, but I got a lot of ideas yeah. off of there. And then I started like, wow, let me look into colors that actually go with my skin tone. So I started like looking up stuff like that. I know like olive goes with it, oh, yeah. green, browns. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'll wear like, if I ever wear like a green, I'll wear like a cream or like a brown shirt that goes with it. Yep. So I really started looking at that, and that's within probably the last last year. I'll yeah. say the last year. <laughs> but that's when my style started to change. And like you said earlier, like once your style starts to change, you start figuring out who you are mm -hmm. and how it goes with it. Your personality, well, I wouldn't say your personality, but your confidence for yeah. me personally mm -hmm. definitely went up. Yeah. Like when I put a good outfit together and I'm really excited about it, I'll send a video to my best friend and be like, yeah. oh, yeah, I'll be so happy. <laughs> no, for real. But there's definitely been days where I wake up and think, oh, this, okay. Either I'm like, have to go to class or something, or just like, um, yeah, just have to go to class or go out. I'm like, okay, I'm not sure about this outfit. So it's, you know, for now, it's fine. So then I'll go. And if I have a break between classes, I'll come home, I'll look in the mirror again and be like, no, I got to change. This is, so this is not it. I, I feel like this is key. Uh, so, like, if you're just going to the store or if, if you're going to some event, does your partner or like if you're, if it's a friend around, it's like, oh, you just you had to get dressed up. Is that like a question or something that people say now? Uh, I'm not going to I'm going to say no for me because I don't think I I don't think I dress over the top. Well, I wouldn't say like that you're super that you're dressing uh, up like if that you're getting super dressy. I'm more so saying like, you know. Cause, all right, let me just say my speak my piece. Like, if me and my girlfriend going like to like if we were coming here or like if we were going to like a BSA event or something, like in a slight way, she looks at going to those different places. Like, you know, just throw on a hoodie, you know, pair of shoes, and like just go. But she notices that like when I go out, like especially when I feel like I'm gonna be seen by a few people, that I in some way, even if it's the smallest detail, I take advantage of that. You know, mm -hmm. so I guess that's that was my question. Like. In those moments when you go to those spaces, has there been someone that has peeped at, or have you peeped at yourself? Like when you go somewhere that you have to like make. Oh, some, oh, like like if you're walking by a mirror or something, like like in the window. You mean? Or, or just going? Yeah, or just going anywhere. I feel like if I'm going to any social event, definitely. Mm -hmm. But like if it's like nine o'clock in the morning, I'm trying to go to the store. I'll put on a hoodie and the oh, largest pair of shoes yeah. I have. Yeah, because I don't care. Like okay. it's nine o'clock in the morning. Ain't nobody here to impress nobody. Okay. <laughs> Okay, well, um, Mo wants us to wrap up. Uh, I don't have any other uh, any other things to say. I guess we could actually um, change the title of this pod, uh, this specific yeah. uh, title. We kind of went off the rails and started talking about fashion, and um, but that's just who we are. You know, we're very expressive people. That's all good. Um, <clears throat> but thank you guys for tuning in uh, to the Black Men in College podcast once again. Um, 
Uh, hope you guys are having a good rest of your day. And once again, my name is Taylor Moore. To my right, I have Sire and London. All right. Thank you, guys. And enjoy your rest of your day. Peace. Peace. Peace.